0: It's the second time it's gone, They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those those, those boys. The second
1: captain's world service. And I said,
0: I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you?
2: Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the (laughs) team.
0: Second captain, first captain, whatever. I picked a really bad day to shave my beard off, tonight. It is
2: cold out there, you. Yeah, guys. yeah. They're cold. First time. Are I've you feeling it long. now on the on the the jawline? Oh, line. absolutely. I only just literally noticed. Oh god, did you, you think something looked, god looked god
0: a bit god different? Sake. I thought. Well, I n- I noticed that you'd shaved your head. But well, I do that fresh, every week. Freshly. But I do yeah. that every week. I haven't shaved my beard a, in about eighteen months. <laughs> well, I th- I guess I thought. I guess I thought he's doing. A it just it, it's he's finally done a good job where's <laughs> the cue saying. ball going yeah yeah no I
2: de- <laughs> I
0: definitely did did yeah. feel that but now I only now realise it's because
2: oh, obviously God. you completely shaved the oh. beard as well no you look great Before I, I think you look great yeah, yeah. I, th- I can I just say that yeah. I think you look great as I, well. I don't know about great I feel like I look weird no, no you don't no, you no, no, look great no 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 can I can I tell you something I, I, I'm i sure you won't mind me saying this I mean it was, was said in confidence but mm. I'm going to come out I'm just going to repeat it met my Uncle Jim mm. over the Christmas he was talking in glowing terms about your television ah career. But come on no he was though he was he was like god he, he's he's very good what's the story of the beard though yeah. and I was like well Jim you know like well, you, know, it's a, you know beards are you know they're kind of in it the he's like a ah tell him to get rid of it you? <sighs> and I was like I'm not going I'm I'm not going to tell him to get rid of it I, that, that would be it would be too much but here we are now but I, I only I haven't actually seen but you but no, since no you can tell on, to I today.
0: only and no, I do take that in fairness at face value from Uncle Jim arguably, not arguably, clearly the most handsome man ever to ah, present on I wouldn't. I, it's not for me to say. Nah, absolutely. But what I will say is I consciously do this when I'm not about to be on TV for a couple of weeks. Right. Because I don't like being clean shaven. I just, in general, I, do, I just, I think I look like a bit, like a bit of a weirdo. But I do Do you it, think it'd sort scare... to grow back over the next couple of weeks. The reason I do, you might say, why are you shaving then? Just, you do... Every like once every couple of years, you like to let the air you at the face. It's probably really good it. for
2: it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot so of that's where I am. Sort of like biscuit fragments in there. Since you know, May I didn't scare the
0: shit out of my son this time. Angry. Did oh it when God. I was about two, and he was absolutely petrified. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, it Well, I didn't. That re- was totally like that. Whereas this time, he's old enough not to be scared by it, and the youngest son is too young to be scared by yeah. how I look. So you so don't have I'm a game on Premier Sports till next month because there's now three o'clocks. Yeah, there's no three o'clocks. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's good. So the next Premier League game on Premier Sports will be yeah, because it's the winter break. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they've it's got a, got sort of a couple five of games. games each weekend, but the five there's games no each go into PM a, One of their TV slots. Yeah. Mm. So there we are. Better get used to it anyway. Better get used to this. Feeling yeah, I think I think it looks great. Now, thanks. It is cold though. That's the point. It's uh, even before I left the house, I was like, oh, it's you can feel it. You really can. Mm. It feels like there's a wind hitting you even before the wind hits you. <sighs> I no. There, there you are. It's going to be a cold and foggy week for me and my freshly shaven face. It's a bizarre day of GA action yesterday, Murphy.
2: Yeah, it was a bizarre uh, afternoon of GABO or GAQ as Brian Tires. I mean, just bloody top class, that. I, I didn't get that. See, so GABO is... GA Live is the name. GAQ is GA Fog.
0: Oh, Kyo's Kyo. fun. Yeah, okay. And the G.A. dance machine was
2: in overdrive. Uh,
0: will Crokes sneak on a couple of substitutes in fog. nobody will notice in the fog, the, the fog and all this kind of stuff.
2: Absolutely top class. Is that the movie The Fog? Will oh, nice yeah. oh, John Carpenter. Nice Absolute classic. Perf. Good spot. Um, yeah, so the, the afternoon began with Castlehaven uh, St. Bridget's which has been played in Semple Stadium. One half of which was the perfect green sword that we are most familiar with from Tom Simple Field mm-hmm. in uh, that North Tipperary town uh, the other half was covered in frost because it was still in shade uh, from the stand uh, behind which the sun was so half, half the game was happening in summer and the other half in winter and the first like five minutes of the game everyone was just playing it on the far side of the field I was like are we literally just going to play this game in one half of the, of the field now as it turned out the game uh, progressed along uh, uh, more sedate lines than that uh, and Bridget's won the game and they looked excellent particularly in the first half actually um, but the coverage on GABO or GAQ gotcha uh, there's something in the fog <laughs> was uh, uh, so the co- but the coverage was being presented from Newry mm. so we, the lo- the live action was in the then we'd cut back to for the half time analysis and the fog was, like, pretty intense. And I was like, are they going to mention the fact that, you know, there a game is supposed <laughs> to happen here? Like, uh, So, obviously, Glenn and uh, Chemical Crooks happens uh, Throwing, I think, was 3.45. Yeah. And it very quickly became clear that we weren't going to see a whole pile of this game. Like, the fog was absolutely outrageous. Oh, well,
1: There's so, something different about this
0: fog.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's Katie Lane. Uh, I, I I can't remember the, the... See, I'll tell you about the fog, right? Basically, I watched the fog. Myself, my, my brother John and my cousin Sean watched uh-huh. The Fog when we were about like 10 and 12 years of age with my brother Brian. He was uh, older. And uh, the, like the key moments in The Fog are... No, uh, so it's, the Fog is basically... Within The Fog there are these ghostly pirates that are murdering people left, right and centre. And uh, the ghostly pirates announced their arrival with the really... Sl- like a very slow... Right, yeah, quite scary to a ten-year-old. So we watch the fog; it's extremely scary. We go to bed an hour later. Bride comes up the stairs and just starts. Oh no! <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> it is like oh, it was extremely scary, and it has scared me. To, so I know I, there's, there are things I know about the fog, the movie, that I probably you know I should have forgotten by now. But there we go. So anyway, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've is, got Nooshi McConville waiting. Supposedly we took Nooshi McConville in twenty trips. minutes. Is this it the trips. one where they're in? They're in Antarctica. Still
2: no, that's fog the thing. Clips? The thing isn't is a classic. The, the, the fog is not a classic.
0: Right? Doesn't sound like it. To be fair,
2: no. But
0: I mean, you know, it has its moments. So the fog in Yuri.
2: We could see basically. I mean, uh, there, uh, about five minutes into the second half, TGK had realised that the camera in the middle of the pitch was no good for anything to the right. So they had one kind of. Uh, High mounted camera, camera, a high camera angle, and we could actually see a lot of what was happening inside the 45 on that end. Mm. The other end, like there were certainly two corners of the pitch where you couldn't see a thing. Oh yeah, and this was uh, this experience is obviously matched by people uh, sitting on either side of the field in the stand or in the terraces to the other end. So I mean, it was kind of farcical, but. I was mad. I said, literally, is that the Crokes goalkeeper? Because it was an amazing game. What well, it was, sorry, it was a game that
0: was dominated mostly by Glenn until they sort of sat back further and further and Croak started coming on yeah. and actually started getting some joy and made an amazing comeback from seven points down and nearly snatched the thing. But at one stage, just, is that the Croak's goalkeeper sauntering up and clipping over an no. outrageous point with the left foot?
2: I think, uh, yeah, 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 it is. It was, yeah, after yeah.
0: a few number of replays, we could identify and that. And
2: that was like with two minutes to go. He kicked it like an, a sensational yeah. equalising score with two minutes to go. But again, it was like the fact that he was wearing something different was like is that a pitch invader like, <laughs> like what are we even looking highly like? skilled pitch invaders yeah. come on and is that Ray over Cosgrove we just couldn't take it anymore you know <laughs> he's like fuck this <laughs> so uh, yeah it was it was an extraordinary televisual event and I'm very much looking forward to talking to Ushid about it the, jo- the journalists who were there informed
0: me it finished Wattie Grahams Glen from Derry 114 Chemical Croaks from Dublin 210 so we we'll just have to take their word yeah, for it we'll because nobody really knows yeah. what, what happened exactly
2: no TG Caron played a blinder they played an absolute blinder we saw they, they, they no, adapted as best enough. they could to the yeah.
0: conditions it's true unbelievable conditions to play and I would imagine we can hear the post-match thoughts now of Croaks manager Robbie Brennan and first the victorious Glenn boss Malachi O'Rourke he didn't know if it was vapours he didn't know if
2: it was some
1: atomic gas that the
2: Russians had flown in
1: when I first saw it, it was coming over the North End Zone Stance, and there was a weird feel, and I just got goosebumps thinking about it. And it was coming down the aisles, and it was rolling over the stands almost like... like in the movie, The Ten Commandments, The Pestilence. The Ten Commandments, the way that the Death Angel came in, low and just on the ground, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it just got bigger and it got wider, and it consumed everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this okay. Is the bag of NFL films That's it. NFL yeah. films. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't
0: actually. Yeah, that wasn't actually from your essay. That was Soldier Field, nineteen eighty-eight. The
2: Bears against the
0: Eagles. Oh, I thought you, you were going to give me playoffs. the frozen
2: tundra of. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, Green Bay, Lam- Lambeau Lambe Field. Lambe Field.
0: Now that was NFL films. Keeping everything in perspective, as they always do. At
2: twelve fifty-five p.m. Central Standard Time. The playoff
0: grudge match between Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan was disrupted by something remarkable. An act of God.
2: It's a bit of fog, mate.
0: <laughs> this is NFL Films, Murph. Mike Ditka there, not to be confused with... Dick Butkus. Which I did confuse. You did. You error recently. Ushi McConville is making his first second captain's podcast appearance of 2024 on to talk about the return of Jim McGuinness to the intercounty game, the fog that enveloped the entire sport yesterday. He also might be about to lose his goalkeeper to the NFL, Murph. Yes. Somebody
1: give me a fucking break here with this. That's exactly <laughs> how he reacted when his the goalkeeper told goal him from I'm from actually, NFL films.
0: I could end up being involved in NFL, NFL films in future episodes thereof because this is Mark Jackson who if he's successful might be the second Wicklow-born keeper in the NFL they already have Dan- Daniel yeah. Whelan playing for the Packers
2: yeah and he had, uh, Daniel Whelan is, uh, he is qualified for the playoffs with uh, the Green Bay Packers as of uh, last night but uh, yeah so Mark Jackson I think became the first goal, GA goalkeeper to score 100 points in Senior League and Championship Football last year so he's an exceptional uh, place kicker himself and Rory Begin. And Charlie Smith of Down and former Ireland under twenties rugby fullback, Darrell Leader, are travelling to Florida next month. They're going to try and get into the NFL Combine. Um and they're I mean, they're not one hundred they're far from one hundred percent guaranteed to pick up a team in the NFL, but they are very, very close. Like they will get a chance. To show what they have So they're
0: in the combine They're going to be In the NFL combine
2: Yes So they're doing A three week training course uh, Or you know th- uh, training stint In Florida And they're doing it With a guy called Tig Leader uh, Who uh, is a, Was a rugby player Himself uh, He's played as a kicker In the Spring League Which is something Ranked below the NFL He's played in the Canadian Football League preseason games And he set up a programme Aimed at getting Irish uh, rugby players and Gaelic football players uh, obviously most prominently to into American football.
0: Because extra slots have opened up. The NFL have given this extra slot to every team for uh, a, a, an international player to come in to their practice squads.
2: Yeah, exactly. And Noel Morgan was at a thing as well uh, in August of last year along with uh, Rory Began, Mark Jackson of Wicklow, Charlie Smith of Down. So I mean, I actually think this has kind of been like quite an underreported thing in Irish sport in a lot of ways because you're dealing with Began and in Began and not more, like two of the, the the two most high profile after Stephen Cluxton goalkeepers in the country and actually two of the most famous players in the country. And Began is going to be gone for like large swathes of the league. We'll hear from Mushin just how much or how little uh, Mark Jackson is going to be involved with him over the course of the next couple of months like Wicklow played two games so far and he hasn't been involved. I mean, it's crazy, but it's also, I mean, you know, we'll be watching the NFL playoffs for the next month. Like, these place kickers have the, the, their entire franchises in their hands over the course of the next month. And you'll see how important they are time and time again. Mm. It's a hugely pressurized uh, position. It would be unbelievable to be sitting here 12 months from now and saying, oh, you know, the Chicago Bears playoff credentials rest on the shoulders of Rory fucking Began I did from see, I did
0: it's see the, amazing. I did see the point made about Began specifically that his run-up isn't very long, which very short, is going to be yeah. well-suited to the NFL, or to the combine. Now, obviously, you can you can train yourself to do a shorter run-up. That's what you yeah. have to do. But you haven't got all the time in the world to take 30 steps back yeah. and launch it in yeah. the NFL. So if you already fair. have a short run-up, then that's handy enough so you won't get blocked. Yeah, and
2: I I, I think we can probably... You know, they can, can manage
0: it everyone all those top level GA players can probably shorten the run up by a few strides if they yeah. need to, to
2: yeah but I mean hat does impress. have like the most outrageous boot yeah. you know and, I mean if you're telling me that he if he was kicking indoors say like he's kicking points from 65 yards out in open air stadiums you know with a variety of uh, weather conditions going on I mean if you're if you put him in a in a dome in Minnesota or something and ask him to just kick goals all day I mean, the guy could the guy could put him at uh, at altitude, bring him up to Arrowhead, if, uh, or uh, Denver, like you yeah, know, yeah. It, like it is, it would be absolutely outrageous if one of these guys were to were to make it. So yeah, usheen has that to deal with in his second season of uh, of management. US Murph on
0: the playoffs during the week, by the way, on the world service and throughout the next month leading up to the Super Bowl. If you want to hear all that as well as all of our GA coverage during the year, become a member now. Secondcaptains.com, five euro a month plus fat.
1: Now, can Meade go for the goal here? Two thirteen to one This is like old times at the moment
0: Hurt them, kill them, injured them
1: A route ruined on the 45-meter line This is deliberately to stop Meade's momentum Have no doubt about that When Dublin get vulnerable, they always do this Always and ever, and always and ever have
0: That was our mentality in the 80s Hurt them, kill them, injured them Some be fuckers are missing now it's Killer Instinct
2: Tough days, denied I the air.
0: Two or three players need to be stopped Some way, somehow they need to be stopped Hurt them, kill them, injure them Killing Dublin, stopping Dublin There's certain things need need to do to stop them, you know?
1: There's still a chance for me And Dublin at the moment are holding on to it In an obnoxious fashion This is Oakley, Oakley football That killer,
0: killer Instinct Your purpose on this planet is to stop Dublin Hurt them, kill them, injure them Do anything you've got to do they're just going to be stopped. They're going to be unplayed or they're going to be removed. Laid so back. Tough face to the ladder
2: for the air. Laid back. Tough face to the ladder for the air.
0: Ushi McConville is on fresh from Wicklow's exploits at the weekend in the Obern Cup Shield. Now, amazingly, sponsored by Diorolite, we haven't mentioned it is literally the Hangover Cup. Ushi. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Funny, I was I was looking out for some sashes, we didn't see any floating around. <laughs> I was going to see if they had a pallet of them. That I could yeah, back yeah, up. yeah. Opportunity missed.
0: I was. Uh, we've been talking about your goalkeeper um, potentially flying the nest trying to build an NFL career for himself an amazing uh, opportunity for professional and personal growth but honestly what was your initial reaction when Mark Jackson came to you and said um, I'm going to be missing shocked. a lot of the league uh, I yeah, was,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was shocked I was shocked and uh, I suppose uh, my parting note was uh, best of luck I hope you make a fucking pig's ear of it um, <laughs> But, like, it's too good of an opportunity, obviously, for him to turn down and, like, we would be remiss for us to, to stand, away, stand his way and And I don't think he could it because I think it's... Uh, it probably seems, like, you know, a lot, I know I've spoke to a lot of people and a lot of people are telling me, you know, how much of a shot in the dark it is, but probably feels a wee bit more realistic than, like, considering there's only a few of them going over, you know, mm. every NFL team, I think, needs a an international... Uh, player on the books now as well, so he would fill a lot of roles. And I, I also, from following the game, obviously, you know, I know where uh, in the past it's been. You know, uh, field goal uh, kicker, restart kicker, and and a punter like are all maybe different players. But I think these lads sort of fulfil all of those roles. So yeah, it's an interesting prospect for them. But um, I'd love to have him back. Uh, come uh, the end of the the end of the league, be great be yeah. a massive boost for us but uh, best luck to him in the meantime
2: right so you're kind of leaving the door open to him very much that uh, he's not going to play before the the this kind of three week tryout in February is that right but if it but like the second he's back in Ireland you're you're going to be in touch with him
1: yeah well yeah well um, you know he's been he's been quite an integral part of everything that Wicklow have done for the last probably seven or eight years and um, He's such a good lad to have around the place. Uh, he's a goalkeeper, so he's so he's half mad. Um, and I think the the biggest thing, I, biggest compliment I, I can give him is that um, uh, I'd say any team, Division One, Division Two, would would snap him up, and he he could be playing at a if he was if he was born in a different county, he could be playing at a much higher level. And he was one of the, the guys who drove us on to that. Uh, to getting up last year, and 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 I was hoping that you know he'd be the one that would uh, spearhead you know a challenge in Division Three. But um, you know that's not saying that I I, I as I said to him I don't think he's played his last game for for Wicklow, So uh, I hope to see him again at some stage.
0: Just on that, uh, what you said there about these guys that are going over, um, it's not necessarily to be. You said it could be field field goal kicking and punt. It could be all the different types of kicking. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the big one is the restart. I think that's the um, that's the big one, along with obviously the field goals. Um, but I think once they once they got their hands in these guys, they realize you know these boys fulfill uh, all of the necessary needs of that a, mm. that a kicker needs, including the punting. So um, I I think that. That probably fills a niche that I don't think there's too many teams of one player at the moment that's doing all of those things. I think uh, it varies between two and three players. So to have one player that could do that and leave room in the in the roster for for other players probably is very enticing for all them NFL teams.
0: We originally wanted to talk to you about the return of Jim McGuinness to the inter scene and we will do that. But the, the football around the country yesterday, the GA around the country yesterday, was absolutely bonkers, especially in Uri, where they managed to play out the game between Glenn and Croaks. Uh, some people, including Robbie Brennan, the chemical croaks manager, suggested probably shouldn't have been played at all. But he did He did say that, that Glenn were by far the better team. That looked like crazy conditions, Ocean, Have you seen anything like that before?
1: Um. I've never seen a game. I never. I've never seen a game in those conditions. where... because um, my immediate reaction was I was watching in um, and there was a few lads I you know who were at it. So my immediate reaction was to text them and say, "Well, obviously it's not as bad there." And they said, you know, they couldn't see from one side of the field to the other. So uh, I really I can't comprehend how, how it went on. I agree with Robbie. I thought Robbie Brenner spoke really well after the game in that, you know, he was clear in that, you know, Glenn were much the better team, which they were. Um but I think the word he used was bananas, uh, in relation to the fact that the game went ahead. He said it was a bit of a joke
0: at uh, one stage. You said it was a bit of a is it a it's not an excuse because we were beaten all over the park, but it was a bit of a joke that it was played.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, if you listen to Maliki O'Rourke after the game, he wasn't too far away from from thinking the exact same. Except for obviously, the emotions are way different. Whenever you win a game like that, you just you accept it for what it is. But like, I don't know if, about you guys, but it's a long time since I since, since there's been as much anticipation about uh, a club an All Ireland club semi final as as this one here. Mm-hmm. It had so much, like the backstory, uh, but also like the quality of the two teams. Like, I've been, you know, I've been lucky enough to see that Glen team since they were under 16, the majority of them, sorry, since they were under 16, um, battling out across and on minor level as well. And uh, the way that they have progressed, and, uh, you know, they're, de- they're a team that was destined to win in All Ireland. They haven't won it yet, but. They're certainly in a in a in a in a nice position now to go ahead and 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 win that. But I just thought it really spoiled it for me. It was a very young. Like even my wife just uh, went past the TV at one says She was absolutely zero interest in 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 sport uh, in particular, Gaelic football. But um, she passed the TV and she said that looks like a very uncomfortable watching. And, and you know what? That's exactly what it was because. You know, you're squinting, you're trying to see and you're hoping that, you know, I kept hearing reports that the fog was about to lift and stuff, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just seemed to get worse as the the game went on and there's absolutely no doubt that that was a game that that shouldn't have been played and it probably is a reflection on uh, how tight the calendar has become and how much of a panic there is to get these games played, but there there was a week next week. I mean, the final's not until the following weekend, so there was an opportunity uh, next week and we definitely should have had a contingency in place for 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 yesterday because, as I say, it sort of spoiled it. As a and and I can understand, you know, I can understand the the, the panic to get it played. I, I can because you know there's there's a huge backlog. I mean, like even this week, you know, we've got seekers and fixtures as well. And you know, if some of them don't get played, I don't know where we're going to be. But look at it. as I say, it just spoiled it because there was so much anticipation. Um and obviously, you know, the story from from last year um and all that built up to it. And you know what? It looked like a game that in, in different conditions could have delivered so much more.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting you were getting text messages from inside the ground because obviously I was watching it on TV as well. And I, I just had the impression that it was one of those things that looked worse on TV than it was in real life. Same. But then Crookes' consolation goal with the last kick of the game from Shane Walsh like, that kind of put it all into doubt for me. Now, maybe it was just a complete misjudgment by the Glen keeper, but it's a shot from 35 yards uh, out that, uh, you know, I think Emmett Bradley goes up to try and catch it. He misses it. The keeper doesn't even see it. No, not
0: quite the him. last kick of the game, or if there were a few kicks after, just shows how, shows how gloomy it was. Because he had another kick later on that dropped short. Yeah. Welsh. Sure.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, but, the you know, sometimes goals like that do happen. But all of a sudden, it did, it had me wondering just how much or how little... The players on the field could see, you know, and as I say, you know, it does happen, but an error like that and you start, Mm -hmm. you nearly kind of cast everything you've watched beforehand into doubt because you are thinking, right, well, you know, players, the the game is progressing, even if we can't see it, Uh, you know, the players must be able to see uh, a little bit of what's going on here at least, but that just kind of threw it up in a bit of a heap for me.
1: And and if you remember the the Paul Manion uh, free, that was that was way of wide. I mean, yeah, you know when you seen it from a different camera angle, it was obvious it was it was over the bar. But it just shows you even just from umpires who were right on the you know who were right there, you know how difficult it even was for them to see and and that's what made it a a little bit of a nonsense uh, for me coming towards the end. I just thought it got it steadily worse. I thought around forty between forty and forty five minutes it seemed really really bad and i thought you know yeah, they could call I, us i know yeah, yeah I, I think possibly knows the time to call it and 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 i, I know it would have been harsh on uh well I was just uh, going to say ten, that hang on a second after bus. everything
0: that happened last year the replay not <laughs> yeah. happening and then Glenn, Glenn being told sorry your 7 point lead is now scratch yeah. I presume that unless, unless you can pause it and then restart with them 7 points ahead of the next I don't yeah. know if you're telling them you're starting from scratch at, at I, seven seven this
2: though, I will say this though Sheen the, the background of last year's game must have had at least it was somewhere floating around in the background of all the decisions made last, uh, yesterday in relation to whether the game could be called off or not, I really do actually think that because like the idea that we'd have another January spent talking about Glenn and Kil Crooks and replays and all uh, all sorts of things, I mean, I think everyone was so desperate for that not to happen that maybe if we were if it was Scottsdale against Nace, that game you know they might have called it off after forty minutes yeah. yesterday
1: yeah I, I agreed, but like you know regardless of. You know the backstory or anything else. I mean, you got to make the you got to make the proper decision. You know, for for players and managers and everybody else. And like like honestly, like towards the end of the game, like then like the the one that that she Walsh just, just tailed off wide or actually dropped short, maybe one of the corner backs actually picked it up. But that was the equalized the game. The game had been equalized. You know, like were are going to continue to play. You know, yeah. that's the. That's the thing. I mean, like, it just at just towards the end. It just seemed a bit of an awesome, but the 40th minute on, it just seemed as if like vision had completely gone. Like, and from as I say, from talking to a few of the boys who were at the game, uh, like they could see very, very little from their vantage point and they were in the stand.
0: Have you ever played in, in conditions like that? Uh,
1: I remember being in Pocky Kiev a long, long time ago, a league match, uh, possibly f- early February. And it was something similar, and uh, I, I do believe, I still believe to this day, there was five minutes left in that game, and I, my, my brother got got a uh, foul. He got he actually got stretched off the pitch, and uh, I had a I had a free from forty five yards, kicked it over the bar. It was a draw, and uh, referee blew it. <laughs> we were all, we were all going, but I think in the end, both teams were sort of happy enough to. to to get off the field before somebody got you know yeah. seriously injured so yeah that's probably the only time we've played in something similar to that
0: Glenn in fairness were the the better team as everyone's been saying they're playing Bridges now in the final who looked good themselves uh, you know the Bridges management were talking afterwards about how everyone would be writing them off and so on I don't know if that actually is the case or not but how do you see that final shaping up
1: well the, the, the funny thing about, about Glenn is that Glenn had got through Derry and got through the Ulster Championship, I would say not playing really particularly well. Even in the Scots game game, still felt there was loads more in them. They started the game really poorly um, yesterday and after 10 or 15 minutes, you, you wonder, you know, was it really going to happen or had they or had they concentrated on what had gone on before too much maybe? But, uh, but like after that, they completely took over control. Uh, I just felt the way they managed the game... Uh, possession, they were struggling for possession those first 10 or 15 minutes and then they completely took over possession and uh, they used the possession so well um, yeah so I I, th- I, personally speaking you know I think Glenn will win the game but I don't think they'll have it all their own way I, I, I like Bridget's and, and one of the reasons why I like Bridget's is because I don't think they're massively physical um, but like I, I thought of all the teams that I've seen at the weekend of movement Especially up front with Carroll's, obviously something a little bit special, but I thought the movement, uh the movement inside, you know, considering and they'll need all that against against Glenn, because Glen are, are uh particularly well um organised. Dugan will be a miss for them if he if he uh if he doesn't make the if he doesn't make the final but I'd say land make a couple of points.
0: Jim McGuinness is back O'Shane and he's two from two in the McKenna Cup including a win against Tyrone yesterday does all of Ulster quake at the thought of McGuinness being back in charge of Donegal? <laughs>
1: well it certainly makes them a different proposition I'd say that they um, they have flattered to deceive now for for, for a number of years uh, like, like at one stage uh, and I know I want to tell the TV boys about this a lot but at one stage you know, I would have seen them just. All they had to do was add two or three players every year, um, and they had such a conveyor belt coming. And that conveyor belt doesn't seem to have come to fruition. But like looking at some of the names on the on the team sheet at the minute, you would say that there's a nice blend of youth and experience, uh, particularly the the young lads seem to stepping up in a in a in a big way. Um, Again, like fitness-wise, they'll be as fit as any team in the country, if not fitter. Um, they'll be well-organized. Um, but uh, like, can Jim McGuinness make that much of a change this time around? I doubt it. Why not, though? Uh, well, I think uh, for me, the majority of teams, not the majority of teams, every team more or less has three basic principles to which they play. Um, and a lot of them are Jim McGuinness based um from from 2010 and 11 on. Um and and as I say, you know, fitness wise, um S and C wise, a lot of teams in that top tier are very much in a par. Um and you know, like people are saying like what's he gonna do this time, you know, in order to make to differentiate himself or this team from from everybody else. There's probably not a lot he can do. The one thing that I would see, and I noticed it a little bit yesterday, and I'm sure he's keeping his cards close to his chest, so I'm sure there's more to come. Um, But the way they they want to press kickouts, now, it's obviously a work in progress, but the way they want to press kickouts, that's nothing new. I know you're going to tell me that's nothing new. There's a lot of teams that are are pressing kickouts. But um, how uh, adventurous... And aggressive he wants to be on them, uh, and having listened to him a lot uh, over the last number of years, uh, talking about uh, how teams would to go to go where to go about breaking other teams down, uh, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that element of things. But as I say, majority of teams are more or less playing the same way, with a few little nuances here and there. Um, and I think he'll find it a good bit tougher. This time around, I know he's made a good start, but I do think uh, uh, that even that Division 2 will be a massive test for that Donegal squad. Ah,
2: Oisin, for God's sake. Um, Am
1: I uh, saying the wrong things?
2: Well, I mean, let's get excited here, right? Um, I think that there is a chance. I mean, I was speaking to uh, an Irish Times soccer columnist. Uh, His name escapes me, but uh, he writes fluently and he thinks cogently Mm -hmm. about the game. And he was uh, so. I was. I was asking him about uh, Jim against his time in football in soccer, right? So Ken was talking to me about Roger Schmidt, this guy who he played, who he was uh, an assistant coach under in uh, in China. And Roger Schmidt is the high king of the high press, right? So he's like perhaps the most extreme of the German high energy pressing coaches that are now like everywhere around Europe, and. The effort that Schmidt asks of his players is, is unprecedented, even in, you know, this, even in the realm of high pressing, right, uh, in football. So like, maybe, you know, wait, maybe me waiting on Jim McGuinness to revolutionise the game offensively is a forlorn hope. But I'd still rather have him in the sport than not. Now, I know that that's not what you're saying, but you know, like, I, I like the idea of here is a guy who I think is the most influential GA coach of all time. Uh, I don't think there's actually any much of a, an argument about that. No one has changed the game to the extent that Jimmy Guinness has changed Gaelic football well, I think over like the course of 140 Nico years. Mick
0: O'Dwyer, Kevin Heffernan fans, for example, would have. Some they won
2: out. a lot. They won a lot, and they got their players fitter. But like the actual revolution that's happened, like it is only like it's 11 years, 11 and a bit years since the 2011 All semi-final. The game is entirely different now to what it was before that game. Mickey happened. Hart. No, I mean you're just naming successful coaches. <laughs> no, Mickey Hart. No, Mickey Hart changed tactics as well. He changed them a bit, not maybe as much, but not nowhere near as much as Jimmy Guinness has. Anyway, the point is that here is a guy who has changed the game once. He has had like this huge experience, like completely different to any other GA coach, coaching at a you know, at a reasonably high level at Celtic and then under Roger Schmidt, who is a very well respected coach. And now he's back in the GA. Like, for me, this is something that we should really be looking forward to. Now, maybe, as you say, it will fall flat in the face. Maybe the, the game is, as it's currently set up, just doesn't allow for the level of revolution that McGuinness brought into it. But I am curious to see what, he, what he's going to come up with. And if you're telling me that even just from McKenna Cup games, people are talking about his, like, the... The nature of his high press and that is actually in line with his experience in soccer which leads me to think that okay maybe he's learned something that he could in the last uh, 10 years since he left the Donegal uh, job that he can actually bring into Gaelic football that could actually change the sport quite radically
1: Definitely, definitely don't think it's going to fall flat in its face I, I you know i do believe that they will be as i say as fit if not fitter than 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 a lot of teams that they're going to come up against especially in that division two initially um but i do think he's going to find it a lot harder i do think he's going to find that the level of coaching has vastly improved from 2010 11 even 12, whenever, you know, they won the All-Ireland, I think he'll find that uh, he has uh, a lot of guys who are now in the game who are massive thinkers about the game, whether that be uh, managers or background team, whatever it is. I think the level of analysis um, is different to when he was going about things. Uh, I would also argue that, you know, when all this was happening that Jim Gavin, you know, coached and found a way and and that Dublin team found a way, you know, to 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 eventually get by Donegal. Uh, I also think that uh, Donegal, uh, as far as the quality of the players that they have, is maybe a little bit off what it's been before. Are they coachable? Well, of course they are. You know, are they going to get the best coaching available to them? Uh, there's no, absolutely no doubt about that. I, I I think Jim McGuinness winning the All-Ireland with, with Donegal in 12 is, I agree with you, is is the, is the best coaching uh, performance of any coach ever to win an All-Ireland because I know where that Donegal team was at. I played against uh, the majority of them and never did, I think, to, to darken the door of winning an All-Ireland. So uh, that was a phenomenal uh, achievement. But as I say he's he won't have it all his own way now. Um there is there's 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 people in the game now who are uh, ably adept to come up against Jim McGuinness and 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 tactically outdo him. Does
0: it matter that he's been away from the game also, do you think, Ocean? That he hasn't, been, you know, he's, he's obviously had the soccer career and elsewhere. But in terms of senior intercounty management, he hasn't done anything between the previous stint and this. Can that, can that, as well as the other, the standard of other coaches coming up? Do you think that could actually count against him? Uh,
1: not necessarily, because I think he's 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 coming in with a fresh pair of eyes again. You know, he's he's he hasn't been. I can't think. Of, I can't think of the of the mm-hmm. of the word that I'm looking for. But it it, it hasn't. One thing is right; he hasn't been too far away. Okay, so he's he's continued with analysis. He's wrote a column every week. Anybody who's who's read him will will realise he's got some interesting views on on not only how the game should be played, but how we should structure the game and all those things. But also, uh, anybody who's been in the game for the last uh, ten to twelve years will realise it's tough. It is tough on because. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's more demands than there's, than there's ever been. Um, it's more time-consuming than it's ever been. Uh, it's more unforgiving, probably, than it's ever been. And there's no easy days out, regardless of what division you're playing in. And uh, he hasn't had to, to um, fulfill that trudge, if you like, mm. over the last uh, number of years, coming in there fresh, uh, reinvigorated, new ideas. Um I think I think he's in a he's in a fine position that way. But I do think, as I say, as time goes on, he will realise that this is a different landscape than what he left uh, ten odd years ago. It'll be fun
0: to watch anyway. Usheen. thanks. I, I've I've stopped on my Happy New Years, but I'll make an exception to you. So have a Happy New Year. Thanks a million.
1: Happy New Year, guys. The <laughs> chicken.
2: make me a scapegoat if you will call me a traitor if you will can you believe the can you believe the Brits? please let's save the country <laughs> if the price of freedom the price of peace is the blackening of my name yeah, <laughs> the chicken they will gladly pay it
0: it's been all fog talk on the podcast today Bring back painful memories, Murphy. I'm Kenny Lane on KBBL Radio, and we've been talking about the time where uh, the, the
2: the 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 lead character is a disc jockey in the Got local you. radio station. Listen, none of us are
0: watching this movie. I know
2: It has been all fog
0: talk, and we've been talking about the Tyne Weird Derby on the Monday football podcast. I think you know where I'm going with this.
2: Crap the dance Wait a minute, that's Crap that's the wrong the one. No, that's that's the wrong Tyne and Weir song. Thanks, Thanks Murph song. It's quite a right on Thank Thanks, you Ken. Um, Thank you thank you, Owen and Thank you Karen.
0: Thanks for listening Don't forget to have a think about Becoming a World Service member In 2024 You can sign up right now For a five or a month And there's no commitment Required beyond The first month The Second Capitals Podcast Is part of the ACAST Creator Network Take it away Gaza One of the
2: the old town on the back of the time, Setting my sights on go, go, go. It's plain to see, it's black and white This Geordie boy's gonna do alright Gonna make you dance, gonna make you sing Those Geordie boys do anything Tell her like you did today We'll take a time and tell you what tonight might bring They spare you on in London town When you hear those Geordie sing sure that they
0: How many when you're Service. It is not war
2: and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade of the world
1: outside of that. That's why sport's important.